that's not what I meant. Liam stepped closer. His hands were at his sides, clenched into fists. I saw you push him away. Then you know that all he did was kiss me. She hiccuped, not sure whether to laugh or cry. Unless you intend to call yourself out as well, you don't have any standing to complain about that. Damn it, Winifred, that was a mistake. He stepped closer, his voice more raw than she'd ever heard it. Liam was the only one who ever used the long version of her name, and she decided that from him, she rather liked it. However, she didn't care for his attitude. She sat up straighter, crossing her arms over her chest. I find I take exception to being considered a mistake. That's not what I meant. He paced restlessly in front of her. You're too good for me. He's not only is that the most cliched line ever, it presupposes that I don't know my own mind. It appears I don't get any say in the matter of my so-called best interests. She was making a fool of herself. An idiot wouldn't have been able to miss the bitterness in her voice. And Liam was far from an idiot. You have no idea what you're asking. He stepped close enough to grip the back of the bench. Just like my mother, damn it. You're not the kind of woman for a casual relationship, and I'm not the kind of man for a permanent one. Your mother? As far as she could remember, Liam had never once mentioned her before. What does she have to do with your decision not to marry? And how do you know what kind of woman I am? Maybe a casual fling is all I'm looking for. It wasn't, but an affair with Liam would be better than nothing at all. Bollocks! He kicked a decorative rock out of its manicured bed. Your father would shoot me for one thing, and your brothers. Not that I'd blame them. Now, let me go get your aunt so she can take you home. No. She didn't want Dorothy, or even Nell or Jamie, to see her like this, so flustered and with a ripped gown. That wouldn't be fair to Connor, since the dress had torn when she'd pushed him down. Just get me my wrap and hail me a cap. I'll get out of your hair, and you can get on with whatever it is you call your life. Don't be ridiculous. He came even closer, looming over her. Do you really think I'd let you leave here alone? That I could let you leave unescorted? It isn't safe. I killed a vampire here in Mayfair the other night. Wink stood, facing him nose to nose, refusing to back down. So? I've been killing them since I was nine. What's your point? The low rumble of a growl was the only warning she had before he caught her shoulders and his lips descended onto hers. Just like before, she responded before she even knew what she was about. The instinct to twine her arms around his neck and hold on took precedence over everything, even breathing. His kiss was ravenous and dark, but he didn't frighten her in the least not even when he dragged his mouth from her lips and trailed it down the side of her throat. She twisted her hands in his thick, glossy hair and dug her nails into his scalp, refusing to let go. Instead, she tilted her head to give him better access to her neck. When one of his hands settled on her breast, she arched into the touch, wishing with all her heart that her corset wasn't between them. Wink felt alive in a way she never had before, save for those few brief seconds in the coach the night before.